Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast. My name is Tony T, and if Jesus is coming back today, then this is our final episode. But if not, if not, <laughs> well, it could happen at any moment, children, like a, like a thief in the night. Uh, but for the time being, we are here, and uh, let us not waste our time being idle. Uh, let us get right down to business. This is the Nerd of Godcast. This is the place where we celebrate geek culture and God's word. Uh, yeah, if you're not 100% sure what we're all about, just hang tight with us for a few minutes. It all will be revealed. Uh, but this is the Nerd of Godcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tonight we've got a really special episode. This is something that uh, that it's a little out of the box for us, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully you guys will get a kick out of it, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you haven't connected with us yet, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Nerd of Godcast. You can also check us out on Facebook. That's also at Nerd of Godcast. But... We're hardly ever on Facebook because that's where our moms are, and uh, you, we, we want to avoid that. Uh, but we, uh, you can you can email us at the uh, nerdofgodcast at gmail.com, and uh, you can visit us online at nerdofgodcast.com. So uh, we're looking forward to connecting with you guys. We'd love your feedback. If you have any input or uh, your own comments, let us know. We'll give you a shout-out online. We also sometimes do some contests on our page. So follow us. Uh, we're also going to be periscoping uh, a little bit tonight. Yay! I didn't want to tell anybody because producer Steve-O, will, uh, he, he may split himself in half. But uh, after, I mean, I've already periscoped while we were setting did, up. Yeah. I did some. I, I didn't did know some, what it was. I was explaining to, to the, the Jersey Tomato what periscope This was. is why we can't have nice things, Steve-O. <laughs> are, you, are you the kid that could never wait till Christmas morning? You had to like peel back the wrapping paper. No, I was, and the, looking, I was the absolute opposite. So when, when did you turn to the dark side? Never. Okay, well, you can you can <laughs> yeah. follow us uh, on Periscope at Nerd of Godcast, uh, but we will have been live already, so there's no way for you to know. But when this comes out <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get on Periscope. We'll let you guys know when the uh, episode is live and on the air, and uh, just look for us uh, every now and again on that. Uh, I, I just downloaded Periscope this week, um, and I'll, I'll introduce the cast here before I get into my uh, tangent. Uh, with us, as always, is producer Stevo. Bob Weep, Grano Reap, Ninny Bon, y'all. <laughs> really? <laughs> I will give I will give uh, whatever we have in the Nerd of God stash to anybody who who got that reference. Uh, I'm with you, but uh, if well, anybody then. else if anybody else was able to pick up that extremely deep cut, uh, I will I will have much respect. Did you just for you. curse. <laughs> he may have he may have just cut. Don't don't tell him, Stephen. I, I know you're itching to. Uh, hey, thank you. <laughs> I, just, I think Stephen just had a seizure. Uh, a southern seizure. <laughs> southern seizure. Y'all. 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 <laughs> uh, moving around the horn to player three, the lovely Tori Line. Hey, guys. <laughs> Tori, what's uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Lots of homework. Lots of homework. Lots of, lots of projects. Now, Tori, you do something that's fun. If, if you're a new listener to the podcast here, the Nerd of Godcast, you may not know this, but Tori is an artist. Yeah. Uh, and you can check out her stuff online. We've got links from our Twitter page. You can actually support her by going and uh, buying some of her cool art swag. Yeah. You guys want to help me put gas in my car? She <laughs> totally buy my stuff. And by gas in her car, she means wawa oh, in her tummy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, really, really good stuff. I'm, I'm not going to lie. What's the the little alligator guy that you got on there? That's Totodile. He's a Pokemon. He's a Totodile? Yeah. Is he a real Pokemon? Yeah. Really? He's not a made-up yeah. Pokemon? He's, so, no. So but do you... Is he part of the... Is he not part of the original 150? 
No, he's in from JoJo. He he's is. the second one. Okay. Well, see, I actually, I was actually going to buy that uh, as like an iPhone <laughs> cover case, but now I can't because oh. it's a Pokemon. Is that available well, as a T-shirt? Alligators are actually like my favorite, one of my favorite animals. So. Oh, so look, well, you're you're right at home here in Florida then. Yes. What about you, what, what about crocodiles? Are they just the, I like them both. the cheap cousin of alligator? No, no, I like them both. You know, Mama said the crocodile is so ornery because he got all them teeth, but he ain't got no toothbrush. <laughs> Well, Mama's wrong. You know something? You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> the mandula oblongata. <laughs> I actually had to explain to somebody what a mandula oblongata was one time. And what I was is like, a mandula oblongata, Steven? It's the part of your brain that makes you angry, I guess. Is it? I don't know. I literally know what it is because of the... Hap- uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken, and I'm neither of those are the water boy. I'm not, I am. I am not a uh, neurosurgeon or a brain expert. I don't even know the word for brain expert. So clearly, not even an expert of the brain. <laughs> it's the, but it's if I'm not mistaken, the medulla oblongata is the portion of the brain at the stem of the brain that controls involuntary actions such as breathing and pulse. Oh. And if somebody wants to Google that and tell me if I'm right. Uh, I would be delighted. Uh, <laughs> you learn something new every day. So I explained wrong. to somebody that, that so I explained the, the, the falsity yeah. that the medulla obligata is not. Well, it's that's that it's not it's your fault. Mad. You you learned everything you know about medicine from Adam Sandler movies. Uh, well, hey, <laughs> so it's what you got. But Tori is an artist, and uh, she takes uh, she takes the time while we doing what we're doing the show every week uh, yeah. to draw. She creates a project, and you can uh, you can see that at her studios page. Uh, is it okay if I give out your Twitter? Please do. It's uh, attic. Fit. Studios? Mm-hmm. Yes, Attic. <laughs> you got it. A- attic as in like the upper story of a house, not as in the person addicted to something. Cause, like <laughs> like not Attic to fish. Correct, correct. It's Attic. I just, like, just in, need some more water, man. As please. in above the second floor. So follow Tori, check that all out, and uh, I'm sure she'll be posting whatever it is that she's working on tonight. Yeah. So well, you- right now it's homework. Hopefully I can finish it up quickly enough so I can get to things I actually care I- about. I'm not going to lie. See in your, your art book there, it looks like you had a drawing of a, a slice of pizza. Yes, I was- with wings. Uh, pizza with wings. Yeah. Oh, we if, a logo? If pizza had no. wings, it could deliver itself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Short story version. I'm doing an ad for DiGiorno. Like a legit ad? No, I'm not gonna, oh. no, it's like a project. I was hoping you get free like DiGiorno. An advertising project. People in the future will say, well, they will look back and say, <laughs> she was a vigilante. DiGiorno gives <laughs> you wings. I'm just saying, like, if I, I've, I've ordered pizza and wings, but never pizza with, <laughs> with wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us, uh, to <laughs> and that brings us to uh, lucky number four, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hello, hello. What is going on, big man? Not much, man. Just you know, doing what I do. What do you do? You know, I, I do. You know what I do. <laughs> you don't do anything, do you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you don't do anything. What, what is the uh, what's the most exciting thing that has happened to you since we last spoke, Neff? Uh, well, I helped you. Uh, move some boxes for building 429 which that's is really true cool. yeah and dropping the dropping the names a little oh, bit yeah. we had a there, there's a christian rock band called building 429 whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah they gave us a call their their road manager asked us for some help they're uh doing a little traveling and they said hey can we hide our merch at your church for a couple of weeks <laughs> so uh and they rhymed it too because yeah, they did it was oh, it was weird. Artist. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about yeah this. if you look in our back storage closet in the, in the sanctuary we have got uh, a, a large pilot of Merchandise really? from Building 429. Just chilling there. Just chilling there. 
So uh, let's get into uh, let's get into tonight's talk. Uh, we are now all here. Uh, I just want to ask you guys a real quick question because tonight was a, a good night for me because we had food. We got to go down to the uh, food trucks. Mm. Uh, there's a food truck bazaar, Orlando food truck bazaar, and they they bring out you know thirty or forty of these food trucks, and there's just so many different options, and you can walk around and try all these different foods and things that you've never had before. It's fantastic. It is uh, absolutely delightful. It's bizarre. It it's not. <laughs> Boo. You're fired. Uh, You're grounded. You're grounded. <laughs> Get out. You're grounded. I'm ashamed. Uh, no, all kinds of cool stuff. And like, like tonight, somebody, one of the guys in our group got um, ravioli with. Uh, it was like Ooh. it was like a, a maple bourbon ravioli filled with really chicken, good. and it was like it was like chicken and waffles ravioli, mm-hmm. Ooh. which is like that's pretty incredible. I got an amazing dude. Punch me in the face, Philly cheesesteak, and uh, <sighs> then I got this this super spicy cayenne chicken sandwich. Uh, it was chicken just sandwich was on time through the roof, so good. But great ice cream, great. I got I got ice cream that matched my hair. <laughs> Dude, true. that ice she cream did. was good. I got I got some. The last time that the food truck bazaar came through, I actually got a gator taco. Bro, it was good and it was fantastic. That sounds so, so good. It's cool when you get to try different things like that. It's cool when you try unique stuff. One of my favorites, and it wasn't there tonight, is the Korean barbecue taco box. I love is, the Korean barbecue. It's so taco good. Box. I mean. Lots the K U E Q T B, yeah. Just it. throw N W A C P A S A P M T Z Y B nine zero two one zero P B S T C B Y. We um we we got to try new foods, but that that got me to thinking uh, tonight. I want to see uh, if you guys will take me on a journey to your favorite fictional foods, uh, a food item from uh, a, a fictional universe, perhaps a movie, uh, a video game, some kind of fantasy food item that you would like to try if we had a, a fantasy food truck what Ooh. would you order for dinner tonight and uh jump in when you're ready i feel bad that i just thought and you might cut this i feel bad that i just thought of a, a name for the food truck it's fantastic feasts and where to find them <laughs> it's a harry potter thing i got you okay i, got you. I just thought that was funny uh growing up i read this book called holes and there's holes. this thing in holes Dig called sploosh Sploosh! Oh, yeah. I and like this. These peaches that were left in this like boat. I think that's what the movie said for like forty years. It's pretty much oh, peach alcohol. It was like a hundred years. hundred years. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much and peach yeah. alcohol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. sounds so good the way they they talk about it. Yeah. Wait a second. They would have been fermented by then. Those kids got drunk. No. No. Wait. 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 It was. It was properly preserved. Oh, that is true. They were. You know. The, the, the old ways were the best ways. Oh yeah. yeah. I. I I, Neff, I I really that's that's a great choice. I loved the book, and I oh, love the, the movie. But don't they have like those hissing lizards? You got to get past them. To get the yellow spotted lizards. lizards. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. With John Boyd. <laughs> you guys John are Boyd. such dorks. <laughs> and Sigourney they, Weaver. Isn't that why we're here? I guess. Not so. only was that a, <laughs> like, not right, only was Neff, that a great enjoy your sploosh. <laughs> Yay! Not only was that a great movie, but the they have an audio commentary track for that movie where it's all the kids and it's oh fantastic. Gosh. It was just it was D10 represent. <laughs> Steve-O, what you got, man? All right. Uh, my first thought would be to go to, I guess, the Harry Potter universe because they have a bunch of different foods and drinks and stuff but like that. But we live in Orlando. There's a whole theme park dedicated to Harry Potter foods. Exactly. I mean, you so, can go get actual butterbeer. Yeah, get a butterbeer. Chilled or at room temperature. Yes. Bro, they. I bought a chocolate frog on my senior trip put it in my luggage and it came home as chocolate crumbles. I was really upset. Yeah, because it left. It, it has it. one good hop and then it's gone. I, I think I hear chocolate crickets. 
Okay, uh, go ahead. So so I can't do that because you can actually have a lot of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, you can get the the puke flavored jelly beans and all that. So so my By by the way, let me let me go uh, ahead and put this out there for everybody. There there's sort of an ongoing debate between theme park enthusiasts between uh, the butter beer which is available at the Universal Studios Park and sort of its uh its contemporary from the uh, New Fantasyland, uh, something called Lefou's Brew, uh, available is that, is that at Gaston's Tavern. Yeah, it's a, it's oh, like a so frozen good. frozen marshmallow apple beverage with a passion fruit whipped top oh. uh, topping it's uh, i'm gonna go ahead and and cast my vote right now and that is the lafouze brew is the clear decided oh, yeah. winner i have to say soul. something go ahead first time i ever had a butter beer or a pumpkin juice for that matter but specifically the butter beer it, it made me so happy i've so been happy. dreaming and wishing that i could have had that my entire life i think I and think- i was distraught when I had a LaFouze brew and discovered how much better it was than a butter right. beer. I think, it's I a think whole butter new world, beer is really on, like it's only like factor, positive factors that people like read it and want to drink it. Like it's not exactly a good drink. They're just like, oh my gosh, it's real. It doesn't the, necessarily make it good. It just makes it sought after. Tactile. The, the pumpkin mean? juice. Yeah. I, I like the pumpkin juice. It's good. It has like a cinnamony taste to it. I, prefer, I honestly prefer the pumpkin juice over the butterbeer just because I think the pumpkin juice tastes a little bit sweet. So what is your unattainable fantasy food? Of My course? unattainable fantasy food is actually a combo. Oh, it's a combo? Oh, a little pretzel with peanut butter in it? Two, two things. So... My fictional food is actually the dehydrated pizza from Back to the Future Part Two, <laughs> with a with, with a side Mom, of. Mom, you sure can hydrate a pizza. <laughs> with a side of Pepsi, Pepsi Perfect. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> um, Very nice. So, if, if you want a, a Pepsi, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Pepsi. So, <laughs> but it's a it's a small little like disc of pizza they put into the food yeah. hydrator, and then it comes out a big like piping on pizza in like three seconds. And apparently, Marty Jr. is impatient because like, it's like two seconds. Like, is it ready? Which, that was a really good Marty Jr. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how long I've been practicing that. <laughs> no, that Too was, long. That was actually off the off the first time I've ever done that. Anyway, <clears throat> let that be the inspiration so, for your DiGiorno ad. There, you, if you if you put one in your mouth, <laughs> well, it's dehydrated. Wait a minute. That's what you need to do. Do like a retro futuristic sort of dehydrated Dude. DiGiorno ad. Uh, all right, Tori. I don't know. I don't. Uh... Just say Elven bread. I was kind of, I was thinking about that. I'd like to, I'd be curious to know what it's like to survive on Elvish crackers, Lumbus. I, I feel like if you are a hobbit, that would be so totally frustrating, though. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember, like, the scene that's in, um, in the, the Hobbit movies when they go to, uh, Elrond's place, when they, when they go to Rivendell. And they're sitting there eating like it's like the salad Rabbit bar. Food, yeah. They're like, "Oh, welcome to Sweet Tomatoes here." Yeah, you know, like, "Oh, yeah. can we get can we get something with some butter on it or something <laughs> like that?" Where, where's the, where's the meat? Where's where's the pork? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, or I also like to try the um. Oh no, what's it called? The ent stuff. Darn it! I don't know. Pippin and Mary drink it, and they get taller. It's like a. It's like a. Oh, you're 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 quoting the books I'm now, the woman. I'm quoting the book now because I'm a super, I'm just such a dork. But it's okay because it like now is the portion on our <laughs> show. Once a week, Tori likes to tell us about how she's read Lord of the Rings. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Never favorite, mind. my favorite segment. Never mind. But no, for for me, if I had to think of like something that I would want to eat, like a, a fictitious uh, food beverage, uh, whatever it would be, uh, I was always as a kid, I was always fascinated by the uh, the colored sludge goop stuff from Hook. 
when they oh, have yes. their, their sort of oh, fantasy. Yes. Imaginary food. Yes. yes. Oh. So Which, was so I. And, like, but as an adult, <laughs> later on, I went back and watched that. And went, ooh, I wouldn't put that in my mouth. Right? I was, yeah, <laughs> I agree. But like the oh, it was like neon moose. It yeah, is not it was, good. that was a that was a trip. And but I don't know what it is. But uh, I would like to at some point in my life drink a slusho. I'm glad you said that. That's what I just thought of. And a I was slusho. Say it. Now slusho. That's a, again. That's a little bit of a deep cut. Slusho. Slusho is uh, is a fictional beverage that has woven its way through the J.J. Abrams uh, cinematic and television universe. Uh, slusho shows up in Alias. It shows up uh, in the Star Trek reboot. It shows up. It's it's one of the driving factors of uh, the movie Cloverfield. Although oh, you, would, yeah, you could watch the movies and never be aware of its existence. Yes. Are you telling me that we might see Luke Skywalker drinking a slusho? Uh, well, it's got to be an upgrade from Blue Milk. <laughs> I was going to say Blue Milk, too. Oh, I'm so happy no, right now. I'm, I'm not putting any Blue Milk in me. No, thank you. So. I mean, I like milk, but... No, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you know, I, now when I was a kid, I, I used to drink pink milk, the uh, the Nestle Quick, the the, the oh, strawberry milk. when I was uh, my 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 parents told me that I used to call it by different names. Uh, chocolate milk was monkey milk. So there's that. That's uh, a thing. Strawberry milk was uh, monkeys are brown like chocolate. Milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Strawberry milk was uh, bunny milk because yeah, you know weird. the Nestle oh, quick yeah. the quick rabbit was yeah. on there. Oh, yeah, okay. but he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, on, he on, on the milk. on the Nestle quick package for strawberry pink? milk, there was a pink bunny. Oh. Um, and I think he was like a countryfied bunny. If I'm not mistaken, he wore like overalls, whatever. He was like a strawberry picking bunny, like Scooby Doo's cousin, sort of like that, like Dippy <laughs> Dippy Doo. Dopey Doo, Dopey Doo, Scrappy Doo. No, Scrappy Doo no, is his nephew. that Scrappy Doo. Yeah, Scrappy Doo is his nephew. But uh, no, we, I'm sorry. Me and Neff, uh, well, I did, but me and Neff watched Scooby Doo <laughs> the live action one yesterday, so it's still fresh in our minds. Oh. I watched Which it twice because Neff fell asleep. You watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, his, so like he woke up and you made him rewatch no, it. No, he was asleep. <laughs> we watched the account, we watched the one with commentary, and then he I watched, watched it while I was asleep. <sighs> All this and you couldn't get our microphone set up. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have time to get the pop filters working. But you watched Scooby-Doo twice. I enjoyed that movie, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that you enjoyed it. Uh, no, there, but there was uh, we, I, I called um, regular milk, like non-flavored milk, airplane milk. And I never understood why. And then I realized, oh, because they used to just call it plain milk. And I oh, made the jump that plain adorable. milk was airplane milk. I was an adorable oh. child. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, something went horribly wrong. But. So let's get into our, uh, we've got a game tonight. Who's ready for a mini game? Yay! Yeah. Um, so, so the game that we're going to play tonight is, uh, it's actually inspired by Dora the Explorer. Um, you guys remember when Dora would uh, need to find where she needed to go to get to the clues? She would always go in her backpack and she would pull out a map. map. And if and there, and there was a song, right? How does the song go? Do you guys remember? I think the map. If there's a place you want to go, I'm the one you need to know. I'm the map. 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 I can get you there. I bet. Yeah, I'm the map. Dora needs to get here. So we're going to play a game called I'm the Map tonight. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a, uh, a fictional universe. And you're going to tell me. I'm going to give you a storyline, a movie, a comic book, some kind of franchise. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me where on the map I would find that story taking place. I'll give you an example. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises would take place in? Gotham. Gotham, Gotham City. Okay. So you, you get the idea. Quick. Okay, so we have we have buzzers tonight. Uh, these are buzzers. these are so that the crew can ring in. And uh, we're going to go ahead and let everyone ring it in. Uh, player player two, Steve-O. Miss Tori. And Big Nav. 
All right, so if you guys hear that tone, that's how we know that you guys are ready to buzz in. Uh, so here we go. Um, again, I'll tell you the fictional, uh, the storyline. You tell me the place. Some of them are real places. Some of them are fictional places. And uh, away we go. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Steve-O. Narnia. Narnia is correct. Are you keeping Easy score one. this time? Yeah. And okay. England. Steve-O won. <laughs> Steve-O won. Good. I was hoping we could get... Uh, the Walking Dead. I got Neff. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Jurassic Park. Steve-O. <laughs> Isla Slorna? Bad Spanish. Going to go ahead and get that to Tori. Isla what? Nublar. It is Isla Nublar. Oh, come ah! on. I was, I was trying. Oh, I was trying. So to my, you throwing that Jurassic Park 2 noise at me, and I no, ain't well, no, that. I was trying in my mind to remember that was, what that they was said. Isla's... In, in Jurassic Park 3, <laughs> the reason why they go to the island that they're on is they get it confused, Isla Nublar and Isla Sorna, but I couldn't remember which one was which. Because I don't think they say the name other than the text in the first one. They don't yeah. say the name. And where were, those, uh, where were those islands located? Off Costa Rica. Very good. All right. Uh, so now I'm not keeping one. score anymore. I don't know. Tori, keep score. It's one to one. Oh, what? I have one, Tori. Yeah, you, no, you're the one with down. pencils and paper over there. So you I have, have those things. I will right. sit in my shame. All right. I have one, too, for Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we all have one. We're all at We'll one. just, yeah. Sure. Cars. Neff. Radiator Springs. Very good. I didn't know that one. I don't know why I rang in. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the future. Hill Valley. Hill Valley, California. California. I didn't know that one either, so. I don't know. The Flintstones. I got Tori. Is it, is it bedrock? It is uh, bedrock. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, totally guessed. So uh, we all have two again. <laughs> you guys, you guys write it down. Now we're starting to get a little bit tougher, okay? Okay. okay. Jaws. Neff. Oh. Oh. I know it's in New England. Uh, Wait, uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Uh, yeah, Stephen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amity Island? Amity Island. Amity Island, that's right. Oh, yeah. Daredevil. Steve-O. Hell's Kitchen. Very good. New York. Big Not Hero 6. Neff. Uh, uh, you, know, you know you're supposed to push that when you know the answer, right? It's, and that's a uh, stall, so you get... San Tokyo? San Fran Tokyo. San Fran Tokyo. Tokyo. San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco? Oh. oh. Um, I said New Tokyo. Yeah. She's going to hit the button. <laughs> no, never not to use the buzzer anymore. <laughs> Arrow. Neff. Oh, I forgot. No, 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 this, is, this is like a quiz game, right? You you hit the button when you know the when answer. You know the I was like hitting the button. All right, so we're gonna start taking points away from Neff every time he reads and doesn't I think know. He only has like three anyway. All right, uh, Doug. No. <laughs> take oh, a point. I don't. I don't take a point off, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Neff, I knew it. Neff, go ahead and put your buzzer down. You're out of, you're it went away so quick. As soon as you you I knew it, but then you I lost knew it. it. And it was uh, as soon as I. All right, then hold on. We're not going to answer that one. We're gonna we're gonna come back to Neff when it comes back. So should I just think mind, about that one since he knows okay. it? Um, <laughs> Wait, are we not going to answer the arrow one? Can I? Because I think I arrow. Yeah, is it Stephen? The champion city? No. Okay, I didn't know it then. That's what I thought it was. Duh. I don't know. Uh, Starling City, if you're going with oh. Arrow the TV show. Oh, I was about to ring uh, in. Like, oh, wait. Did uh, you know it? No. Oh. Peter Pan. Steven. Neverland? Neverland is correct. <laughs> London. Bioshock. That's it. Rapture. 
I thought you were still working on Doug. I am. I'm multitasking. (laughs) I'm multi-thinking. Doug was Bluffington. Bluffington! That's what it was! Sorry. Was that what you had in your mind? I think I've seen one. Minus 10 points for Doug. I knew it started with a B. Uh, The Legend of Zelda. Hyrule. The Legend of Zelda, oh, Majora's Mask. <laughs> Termina. <laughs> okay. No, that wasn't really what I was going to say. So two points for Tori. Boom. Um, well. The Grinch, Neff. Whoville. Whoville. I just need to answer this. Oh, we got a couple more. They're going to get real hard now. Okay. John Carter. Mars. Mars is correct. Oh, very good. I'm on now. <laughs> Doug was <laughs> a trip. He's a a mere fall. <laughs> Flash Gordon. That's. Um. <laughs> keep, keep bringing in Neff it'll come to you New York No Is it where he's, he's from? the quarterback of the Jets yeah. Is it where he's from or no, it's where, where the story where... takes place oh, I can't remember I know there's Timothy Cause, Dalton's there Because otherwise if it's not where he's from Then no. the Grinch would have well, been Mount The original Mount one's Crumpet. not Timothy Dalton <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to see the governor That's all I remember Ming was the emperor of the kingdom of, of, of The empire of Mongo Oh. Um, um, the Goonies. Oh, I know, but I can't remember. <laughs> oh, go- I'm pulling an F. Uh, oh, that's go. what we're calling it. Starts it starts with an A. Yes. Uh, that's what we're calling it now. Estonia. Estonia is not correct. No, what is it? He's just like. <laughs> it's like the, the Flintstones heck? version of the Goonies. Wait, what is it? Astoria. <laughs> it's Astoria. Okay, I was close. The Goondocks. The Goondocks. I would have also accepted the Goondocks. Okay. Yes. No. Well, okay. I was close. I just had a. It was. I was. Yeah. Do I get points for the Goondocks? No, you get nothing. Do I get points <laughs> for Astoria? You get nothing. Nothing. You lose. Good, Good day, day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> You're the worst. You guys are the worst. <laughs> Because we're dorks, I want to establish that. Uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Woo! Wait, it's New York, and then they. No. You're, you're the worst. Yeah, you're <laughs> worst. Don't take this from me. Because stop it. There's three Mario's. Who Mario Roger Rabbit? Oh no, Steven. Toontown. Yeah, I'll take Toontown. Okay. Very, very good. What, 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 what else would you take? No, Toontown was the answer I was, okay. I was hoping that you would give. All right. Uh, and then one last one. Are you ready? Yeah. Iron Fist. I would. I wasn't. It wasn't even out of my mouth before <laughs> you, you rang iron, in. Iron Fist. Iron, iron Fist. Like the comic book. Like the comic book. I know where Iron Man. Took Wait, place. where? What? What? what uh, uh, New York. Uh, stop stop ringing the bell. <laughs> You don't want to have one anymore. All right. We, n- this is why we can't have nice things again. Right, can I? Can I just take a? a I was a finishing the dark. Is it uh, Mon- uh, Mongolia? Mongolia, no. Uh, I would have accepted New York, but I was actually <laughs> no. looking for Kunlun. Oh, uh, Kunlun. Yeah, oh, Kunlun. I, 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 I was thinking of finish my Listen, I'm, I, they're not all going to be easy ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spider-Man, New York. You know, I was like, <laughs> no, you're good. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. <laughs> I feel like I'm babysitting and not getting paid. Uh. <laughs> So siblings. I'm taking this back. You know, I'm taking them all back. I was good with mine. You were the two weirdos who kept hitting. You're gonna kill your batteries, man. Your batteries are gonna die. I keep on accidentally pressing it. Batteries never say die. (laughs) (laughs) Only the goondocks. Very, very good. Hey, that was good enough. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) Hey, you guys. Let's get back to it. Let's get serious. <clears throat> hey, you guys. Oh, I got you. I got you. Ha. 
Because <laughs> he just acted it oh, out. No. Can't see me. <laughs> you so realize late. that this is an All audio right. podcast, Neff. <laughs> Have that go again, Neff. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. <laughs> the Quentin Neff pantomime hour. <laughs> We're sleep deprived goofballs. Loser minds. What did you eat at the food truck, son? I don't know. Uh, all right. I got all that raw gator. Well, <laughs> that gator. said, let's uh Let's gather ourselves and truffle shuffle over to the House of Ideas tonight. Oh, I'm gonna have to call He's an ambulance for Stephen. Breathe in, out. Breathe some of that Perrier. His face is as red as his uh, beard right now. I can't tell. Oh, that was great. Oh. Right. <laughs> Stop it, Neff. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I'm so calm. I'm cool. I'm collected. You're calm. You're cool, and you're collected. Somebody hydrate this guy a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get that guy uh, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go into the house of ideas tonight, and I'm Ooh. gonna give you guys five minutes on the clock. Now tonight's idea is uh, is is one that's gonna be a little difficult. In the first episode, uh, our house of ideas we'll give you guys five minutes to come up with uh, a video game based on uh, Bible story, uh, Bible characters. And then uh, last time we were together, we brought to you the challenge to come up with a theme park world based on some kind of nerdy uh, fantasy, you know, adventure, comic booky franchise. And uh, this week we're going to bring something a little more abstract, something a little more, uh, it's going to require some creativity. So uh, you've only got five minutes on the clock because if you're not careful, this is going to get away from you. This could end up taking the next half hour of our lives. <laughs> but um, we got to be, we got to, we're going to limit you guys to five minutes. Now, uh, in the 90s, if we go back to some of the comic books in the 90s, uh, there was a, a crossover storyline that happened between Marvel Comics and DC, where they actually pitted all of the uh, top Marvel characters against the top DC characters, and uh, the two universes were colliding, and uh, they, they had uh, Batman versus Captain America, and Storm versus Wonder Woman, and uh, Wolverine versus um, Lobo. Wolverine versus Lobo, because uh, because those were the big comic book characters, you know. And then I think the big headline match was that uh, they had uh, the Hulk versus Superman and uh, Superboy versus Spider Man and whatnot. And uh, as these two universes came together, they 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 wrote a story, a, a thin little story about how how and why they were coming together and why they were fighting with each other. And you've seen these things happen uh, in different universes where they'll cross over different characters and bring this universe into this universe. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is really Final Fantasy universe crossing over with the Disney universe. Yay. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to challenge you guys to take two universes, two fictional uh, universes, characters, uh, settings, uh, storylines, and combine it with another one. So you're actually going to be bringing two unique sets of characters together. They're going to meet each other. They're going to have some kind of common challenge or, or, or common enemy or common struggle. They're going to have to work together or maybe fight against each other, uh, overcome these goals. And you have got to come up with the two universes uh, and justify how they're coming together, what their objective is, and how it's all going to work out. So we're going to give you guys five minutes. You can work together or work individually. Five minutes are on the clock, and welcome to the House of Ideas. All right. I, I have an idea. Don't know if it'll work, but you guys can maybe go with me. What if you take Tony Stark Iron Man and you mix him with the Portal universe? So you got... Tony Stark in in the the aperture science puzzles. Yes. So let's say he's just flying around one day, sees something, flies down to investigate. Something happens. He runs into something and he falls into aperture, gets taken into aperture. So you have Tony Stark. So Tony Stark is now captive uh, of aperture science. Yes. Bro, Does he have the Iron Man suit? 
Not at first. Let's say Shell has to help him get it. Okay, so he's in there with with Shell and he with Shell. He she runs upon him and helps him, but she don't talk, so he's gonna have our time. But I just I really want to see this because I want to see Tony Stark have his whip battle with uh, sass battle with sass with his sass battle with Gladys. That would be with, awesome. With the occasional chirp in from Wheatley. That'd be so cool. I would. I, would, I, would, I mean, like I said, I don't know if that works. If that's something we're kind of going for, but so the, it's a, this is a video game that we're looking at. Are we looking at? Is it gonna happen in a movie? Or what's the What's the scenario? It's a miniseries. It's a miniseries. It's a miniseries. Of course. <laughs> so, so we don't have to see it from one perspective or the other. It's not like a first-person shooter from Tony Stark's perspective. No. It's actually the characters coming together in this universe and we're viewing this storyline. Yes. I think that'd be, yeah. That's I interesting. Get behind that. Do you, guys, do you guys have any other ideas? I may have a couple, but I want to see what you guys say. Yeah, actually, I, I have one. Um, I'm going to be typical Tory and pick <laughs> Animal Crossing because that is a game near and dear to my heart. I love Animal Crossing. And uh, and and the Miyazaki films, I think. I think Animal Crossing is such an interesting like medium, like the style. Okay. And like uh, I don't know. I think it's it's like so endearing. And but you put so like you're the mayor of the a mayor? thing. Oh, okay. But like you're the mayor of the bathhouse. In uh, Spirited Away. Okay, if you, you haven't have seen Spirited Away, <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like a big, it's a big hotel. It's if like you haven't spa. seen that, that'd be something completely and different. <laughs> there's a bathhouse. It's like a big spa, and so you manage the spa, and like there's Haku the, the lady the with the big giant head, right? Yeah, yeah, and like I don't know, I think that'd be cute. Like, okay, so you you I'd have all that. all the characters from all the different Miyazaki films. Mm-hmm. So you got like a uh, maybe like a little Ponyo town. Yeah, they could be like different towns, and you could like manage them and like that's talk cool. to all the characters. That's no, that's cool. All right, so so you're seeing like. The, the the after effect of you got so you got Princess Mononoke's out in the woods and yes. Ponyo's oh, yes. in the water and, <laughs> and uh, the house gets torn down. It's from the giant flying things from Castle in the Sky. Yep, that's kind of cool. Is that also uh, forgive me for my ignorance? Was that like Kiki's delivery service? Yes. Is that the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. So so do you think why why Animal Crossing? Why if you can have all these different worlds in together? See now I would have taken in the direction of, of a game almost like a Chrono Trigger where you have to travel from one to the other. But then I think if you take, it, I guess if you take it that direction, then it sort of becomes the off-brand version of Kingdom Hearts. A little bit, <laughs> instead, yeah. Yeah. Instead of Disney and and the Final Fantasy games, you got Chrono Trigger and Studio Ghibli, and, which yeah. is Ghibli, a, a branch of Disney. Which, which I think is, I would probably rather play that probably. than play Kingdom Hearts. Probably. But right. I think I think I like Animal Crossing especially because I I just it's endearing and it's relaxing, and I think that the movies are. are I like indulging in those. So there's no real like objective or challenge necessarily. It's just sort of an existence within think, these universes. I think I'd personally enjoy more just being a part of the universe, getting to interact with all the characters instead of having to like a like a goal. Like an exploration type, just living. Yeah, in. because I feel like movies universes tend to be like I'd rather explore than than be in. All right, sense. that's cool. I, I like that idea. Neff, what do you got, man? Okay, hear me out. Deadpool kills the Shrek universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that uh, all that tell- needs to be said? You don't okay. even need a movie. Just make the poster. Well, he's, he Deadpool's go. a mercenary. It's, so. just, it's just him with, he had a talking donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say like Lord Farquaad, he decides instead of, of hiring Shrek to go rescue Fiona, he uh, he decides to hire Deadpool to Wade, get Wade uh, Wilson. Wade Wilson to get all the all the creatures off of the land and get them out of there because he despises the 
the fantasy creatures. So this is just a a, a total slaughterhouse. Yes, they, they, he puts the the gingerbread man back in the oven and turns <laughs> it all the way up. And oh my goodness! Or he yeah. just dunks this him. This got dark really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets a flamethrower, takes out Pinocchio. Oh, oh. no! Which shipper would have been much better? Which hey. <laughs> It's Deadpool. He can do whatever he wants. That is, uh, that is exceptionally macabre. Neff, well done. <laughs> uh, like for me, I would have gone. I don't know. I, I see these franchises being like very, very, you know, disparate, very different. But uh, uh, for me, I don't know. I'm almost barking up the same tree. It's just something that I would really like to see. Um, I would love to see Samus Aran from Metroid in the Alien versus Predator universe. That would be very so nice. I, would, I, just, I think that, you know, you see it, see it like, I mean, you already have kind of that feeling of you're on the isolated, derelict space station as Samus Aran, and you're, you know, you've got things that are creeping and crawling around. But kind of the specific feeling of with, with the xenomorphs, like you're being hunted oh, at yeah. that same yeah. time would add a lot of tension to it. So it's like Metroid Prime meets Alien Isolation plus the Predators coming after you too. I don't I think I'm going to need like a diagram to follow what you just <laughs> yeah. said. I, th- I, I think Samus Aran meets Alien vs. Predator with I, I love the idea. And they, they did the uh, the Alien Isolation game. Uh, yeah. and, and Which terrifies they, me. It was a terrifying game. I'm still only like an hour into it because I get nightmares. They had, um, they, it's a really cool... Because you are you are being stalked. Oh yeah, and it's not just like there's cutscenes. It's all completely They're, random. Yeah, you've got a, a creature that is actually, and and I don't know how it is. You played on PS3. I played it on PS4. On the PS4, um, there it, it connects to the microphone and the camera. Oh, so yeah. if terrifying. if there's lights in the room or if there's sound in the room, the creature can hear you. The creature can oh, sense you. So no. you've actually got to be like you can lean your head. It senses when you're leaning your head to look around corners. But like yeah, if you make noise in the room, the thing will will ping in on you. And so so if, so if it's somehow if you're so. hiding and it's in the room and your wife comes in, and is like I told you to take out the trash, and then it kills you. You get really frustrated. Oh man, I would get frustrated. My wife for taking that tone with me. <laughs> Did that happen? Did that happen to you? No, my oh. son takes out the trash. I, I just that's why I made another person. Just imagine sneezing in the middle of a dark room, and the thing looks at you, and you. I just, I would. That's when I cry. That's His tongue comes out with a little mouth. Is like, God bless you. Guess who died? Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, ragtime. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, I like the idea of, um. Uh, of Samus Aran because she's such a strong kind of fierce independent character uh, but uh, you know the, the idea that you're not uh, and I know that this happens so many times in the Alien movies like you're not stranded and overpowered uh, so you kind of have a little bit of that element of you know we're hunting these things and they're also hunting us it puts the whole franchise sort of on level footing so uh, I don't and know I think that'd, predators. Be, that'd be really fun yeah I don't know you know if you need to bring the Predator save that one for the sequel you know but you, can't just put, you just can't put uh Samus on the ship from Alien, the Nostromo. Nostromo. Nostromo that you... There's only one alien on the Nostromo. No, it's still terrifying. You put though. it on the city. You, put, be honest, you, put, you, drop, you I... drop her down in Hadley's Hope, and now you got mm-hmm. you, now, now you got a stew going. Well, got, <laughs> game over. Got to be honest. Game I'm, over, man. I've only ever seen Alien. I have not seen the rest. Oh, Steven. I'm sorry. I'm I own Alien. Marginally disappointed watching. in you. All right. Well, you guys got some good ideas. So, Steven, you you cross over. Iron Man and Portal. Okay, uh, Tori. I, I like that idea. Has all of the Studio Ghibli films uh, and her Squishy Animal Crossing. Squishy, cuddly Animal Crossing style. <laughs> 
and uh, Neff brought us the massacre of the fairy tales, uh, courtesy of the Merc with a Mouth. Uh, very cool. And this has been uh, this has been a little more than five minutes, but that's okay. Tonight's House of Ideas. What's Yay. up? Do, 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 do. So here's something we've been running on our social media. Uh, we we've got this this campaign going now called the Best Thing Ever. Best thing ever, ever, ever. ever. Uh, best thing ever, which is uh, a, a tournament bracket that we've put together where we let people kind of vote and give their reasons and on why they think that these creatures uh, and these characters uh, would win in a battle with each other or are somehow better than each other. And our first round, we started last episode, which was uh, Godzilla versus the Cloverfield monster. And none of you guys know this yet, but I have the, uh, the poll results for that. And it was a decided victory for neither. What? It was actually came down to one vote. Really? And that one vote was uh, in favor of Godzilla. It was really, really tight. See, I don't know. I thought thought that it was going to be just a a slaughter, that Godzilla would just walk away with it. But uh, there was a lot of good conversation and a lot of uh, great, you know, a lot of votes for for Cloverfield. So uh, I guess that's a testament to the sort of terror that he brings, or maybe that the people just weren't impressed with the last Godzilla movie that came out. But uh, Brian Cranston, (laughs) notwithstanding. (laughs) That's right. you're lying. Godzilla versus Walter White. That's your that's uh, your, your next crossover yeah. franchise. Godzilla comes up, he knocks the building over. He is like, the one who knocks. I am the, the one building's who knocks. over. The building's over. <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so so okay, so Godzilla takes round one, uh, and and our brackets will reflect that. Congratulations, Godzilla. Yay. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> so we move on to round two, which is going to be King Kong versus them. Uh, you guys know, of course, King Kong, uh, one of the most famous monsters, 50 foot tall, king of the apes, uh, ascending uh, atop the large uh, skyscrapers of Manhattan. Uh, so uh, King Kong is going to be fighting against them. Now, I know that last time when we talked about this, Tori, you did not know who them was. Still, nobody, nobody can. Still don't know who nobody can hear you is. shaking your head. She's them like, was. "What are those? What are those? Who, who them uh, is? Right. What are them? Let's what never, let's never do that again." Uh, so them, uh, nephew, you, you've seen that movie, right? Oh yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen most uh, a lot of parts of it. Nef, uh, Nef, tell us what them are. They, them is RB. <laughs> I don't know how to conjugate. <laughs> What? <laughs> They're giant ants. They're giant ants. They're ants uh, that irradiated ants because back in the the black and white days of monster movies, um, bad guys were all the the, the result the of radiation. nuclear testing. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's even kinda... I mean, really, Godzilla. Godzilla's even. Yeah. So a giant swarm of uh, large uh, city bus size ants, I guess. Uh, so uh, it's not going to be one ant versus King Kong. Th- there is it's them. He's not just fighting against that. He's fighting against them. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so it's a colony. So how would King Kong uh, fare against uh, the swarm of giant nuclear ants? So uh, get with us on our Twitter page, and you can uh, you can vote. Uh, we'll put the link up there. It should be up by the time you hear this, uh, and you can vote on whether you think King Kong. Or them would win in our round two of the best thing ever, 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 ever. Uh, you know, uh, have you seen the King Kong movies? I I've, saw parts of the Peter Jackson the Je- one. The Jeff Bridges one? 
Wait, wait, hold on. You saw part of the Peter Jackson one? Which part? Because there's a oh, lot remember. of parts. That's a long movie. I mean, I mean, Maybe I, I did one. see all of it, and it just wasn't that memorable. It, well, it wasn't that memorable. Did oh. you know Jack Black was in there? Because he wasn't that memorable either. Yeah, I remember he was in it, and then... That was Andy Serkis, right? Yeah. He was King Kong. Yeah. He was also, yeah. I think, the ship captain. I saw when I was uh, younger the original one, the one from the 30s, but... The one I remember the most is King is that, Kong. Was that Ray Harryhausen did the stop motion? Yeah. yeah. Is the uh, one I remember the most is King Kong and Godzilla. Oh, wow. Well, I, I had it's a one. shame that we didn't have that one go I had on. A, I had that one when I was a kid. I really enjoyed it. I don't remember it, but I remember I loved it when I was yeah. a kid. I, I, I heard that they're they're doing a King Kong versus Godzilla remake. Yes. yes really? They, they, yeah. the well, Godzilla and the new King Kong. Uh, that's why well, I, I, have, really, I have heard that. I've only heard, obviously, that they're doing the Skull Island. They're doing the sequel to King Kong, yeah. or is it a prequel to King Kong? I, I don't know. He, I think he, it's he, a reboot. He dies, he dies at the end of King Kong. So. It's not a sequel. Spoiler alert. By the way, it was Beauty Killed the Beast. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure I saw all of that movie, and just wasn't that impressed because it was so eternally long. I, you know, I did. It was it was two good movies. It was like, yeah. It was like the Kill Kong Volume yeah. One and Kill Kong Volume Two, and the first was a whole Skull Island, Jurassic Park. Like we're running from dinosaurs. Yeah. We're running from CG dinosaurs, and then uh, the second half was we're in the city, and it was a little more traditional King Kong. What was it that killed King Kong? Beauty. Twas beauty. beauty killed the beast. Yeah. That's right. It was. Uh, it was. You know, the, the the idea of love. And I thought about this, and I thought there is um, there's not enough respect, you know, for for ladies in storytelling. Uh, you you see in uh, in in movies, and it goes back to King Kong. It's it, you know modernized in in Donkey Kong. There's sort of this damsel in distress vibe uh, that you get in all of these things. I'm I'm honestly I'm just saying. Look, Princess Peach can float you know she can float she can float certainly she's capable of jumping on a goomba's head for, for real what does mario do that peach could not somehow do throw fireballs no but i bet you if she got a fire too. flower she could throw fireballs mm-hmm. well, he got a tail that makes him fly she also can she could get the tail that would make him her fly and she floats He's without a, a tail he can travel he travels through the sewer system yeah, He's this a is what i'm saying i think that princess peach is uh is sort of a problem with what's wrong with uh ladies with what's wrong with women in uh in media uh because the i i think that the day of the sort of damsel in distress uh the the weaker sex the women are just kind of there to uh be won as prizes is it's so archaic and and so antiquated that's not how life functions and yet you know the Video games and comic books and things like that are are so heavily steeped in that sort of male driven fantasy that uh, you know guys want to go be the chest pounding uber he man and rescue the helpless princess for uh, you know some sort of p- potential I don't know you, you did you ever just feel disappointed that uh, that Zelda never you know kissed Link at the end of the game it's like yeah, look do you have any idea how hard it is to get eight <laughs> pieces of a Triforce yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, it's like at the end, it's like, thanks, Link. You're the hero. I guess. The end. Yeah, whatever. I love you like a brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Friend. I just beat Ganon zone. and you friend zone me. Friend zone. But I think that what's, what happens is, you know, we we see these this sort of um, primitive version or, or non, uh, non, 
I don't want to say antiquated, maybe uh, version of the female stereotype in modernized. It, it, it's not. It's certainly not modern. It's, it's certainly it's, not empowered. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to do all the talking here, especially when like Tori's here. Tori, what do you feel like as a girl? Maybe not uh, like the representation equal e- the equal voice uh, of the portrayal of women, like, especially in games or in different media. What's your What's your opinion on that as a girl? Um, I always thought that they were definitely. It was interesting because Zelda, for example, tends to be wise. Like, that's her thing. She's really smart. But she doesn't do a whole lot. She just kind of hides and is smart. Now, now let me let me, let me me jump in there. Um, Zelda, and spoiler alert here, Ocarina fans, uh, Neff, you haven't played it yet, cover your ears. Uh, there, there's a character in the Ocarina of Time that comes and, and helps you out once you've traveled through time. His name is Sheik. And uh, yeah. now... I, I I'm going. I'm actually playing Ocarina of Time right now, and they specifically refer to Sheik as him. This is why throughout the I entire said game, what I said. At, at the end, if I remember correctly, they make this reveal, and it's like, oh, holy cow, Zelda was Sheik the entire time. Ruto specifically says, you know, tell that young man I said thank you. Specifically, like, it was super specific. Specifically, yes. So Sheik was absolutely portrayed as a male character. Yes. Zelda is bad to the bone. Mm-hmm. Zelda is a... I mean, even if you go back to the animated version of The Legend of Zelda, yeah, uh, which is, I think, pre-Adventure of Link even, or just or, or right around Adventure of Link. But in the first two Zelda games, Zelda is damsel in distress. She got she got kidnapped and taken as sort of leverage so Ganon can get the Triforce. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, she was kind of going toe-to-toe a little bit with him because she was the one who hid the Triforce. Like, she was at least trying to be proactive. Yeah. Um, Ganon wasn't specifically after her. He just, he just wanted to know where to go at um, <laughs> but then in the second game she's asleep the entire time so whatever uh, but go, but Zelda. Zelda is a proactive character she's a heroic character she is a take no prisoners character but in order for us as gamers to give her credibility we had to see her acting like a man D- does that make sense yeah I'm gonna have to say that that wasn't consistent in every game um, no but the, the first my... the first time they portray her, as, as doing anything, she as had doing to be anything. a guy. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll un- unpack that a little bit then, since you you, you seem to be prepared to, to bring this. I, tonight I want to talk uh, uh, the, the idea of, you know, I don't know, you call it, hey, ladies, something like that. I want to I talk about hey, ladies. ladies. Yeah, get funky. <laughs> I want to talk about, uh, you know, popular media and the portrayal of, of ladies. And, you know, even going back into the Bible and seeing what the Bible has to say about women, a, a lot of times I hear this conversation that the Bible is a very uh, gender-biased uh, and sexist book, uh, that it gives a lot of preferential treatment to men and I want to talk about that because you know there's some things uh, to be said about that on, on both sides of it there's some justifications to be made and there's some corrections to be made too and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes but but first I want to see the way that that women are portrayed in our culture um, I go back to growing up and seeing Popeye cartoons and you got Popeye and Bluto and they're just fighting over back and forth over olive oil uh, they, she must have had a really great personality or something like that. <laughs> I don't know the only one that thought that. But, you know, but, the, but the thing is this. It's like, what would have happened if Bluto would have successfully beaten up Popeye? Would Olive Oil just complied and been like, oh, Bluto, you know, like, oh, he's large. You know, he's yeah, large. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, so th- there's there's sort of this idea of, of, of women as prizes. There's sort of this idea of, you know, just the, the compliance of the weaker sex. But, uh, but I want to talk about, are these thoughts still... Still in existence. Tori is flailing. I'm sorry. Gesticulating wildly. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So I'm actually going to have to 
to disagree just a little bit with... Like, I've played a lot of games lately that have been very female-oriented in a, in a positive way. Okami is, a, is an example. Um, you literally play the sun goddess as a wolf, and she kicks butt. Most of the characters that take charge and make all the decisions are, are females in that game. Some of them are a little over-sexualized, unfortunately, but um, they still... It's Japanese. Yeah, it's a valid point. Uh, but they're, like, integral parts of the plot and, and uh, furthering the story. Now, you said over-sexualized. Do you think that women have to, even tough and strong women, have to be over-sexualized to be given credibility? Because I think of, like, Laura Croft. Yeah. Who is... Well, all right. But freaking Ruto, Naburu, and and Impa all wore bras. And I didn't think that was necessarily... Can you say bras on the Nerd of God cast? Uh, Underwear, (laughs) bikini tops... However you want to put that. You mean they, they were they were they were clad in revealing. Correct. Like like and Impa is a warrior, and she's yeah. not she's not properly armed no. for her, armored for and battle. Naburu See was episode one like, a. Seriously, and then like Naburu was like the queen of the thieves, and she wore a tube top, and I think she was well I guess Ruto <laughs> maybe she was naked, maybe she but... was thieving from the Walmart. Right. <laughs> so. Sorry, I have a lot to I have a lot to say about this. No, so that's let fine. Me, like, Jump. You're the girl, so wanna, you know, we have to default to you. Override the guys on this. I also like to like to point out um, that they totally redeemed Zelda um, in Twilight Princess because in Twilight Princess she was technically a princess, but she was very queenly. She was very in control and in charge of what was going on, and she um, was a little more objective towards Link than usual. She it definitely wasn't a like he had to save her. By no means, um, he had to save everyone, and she was like making that choice to seek out a hero. Like I think, I think the Twilight Princess Zelda, especially, was one of the more um, fully realized. Yeah, like she was strong, a strong, independent a, woman who don't need no man. Exactly, she was definitely an authoritative royal figure, and she and she wasn't apologizing for anything. I thought that was. Minda too was a, a strong female character in that game. Yes, that was how far I got in that game. I never realized Minda was a girl. You know, it's, okay, well, what, what do you is. got? What do you think? It's, now? it's funny that you mentioned her being more queen-like. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a video the other day. The reason that they like she's in the game, she's the only ruler, right? Correct. And Princess Peach, she's the only ruler. Yet she's called princess. Now, they, in the animated series, I believe her father was well, the yeah. king, and she was just sort of. Yeah, well, but we, we disregard the uh, Zelda animated series. It also depends on which game you're going with, because technically in Ocarina of Time there was a dad because she tried to tell her dad about Ganon and he wouldn't listen to her, and then in because she's just a girl. She's just, she's well, just a girl, right? Exactly. Well, let's talk about them, Princess Peach, because I, I I saw a video the other day. They're talking about that and how they're all called princesses, even though some of them are you know rulers of the kingdom where they should technically be the queen. It's marketed so that that queens. Are considered like old, ugly, evil queens, mm-hmm. and that's the way marketing. That's does why now. I personally prefer Anna over Elsa. I don't know why. <laughs> I think Elsa was a far better villain than. Yes, that's very See? true. <laughs> uh, so, so Neff, when when I said Laura Croft, you you sort of raised your eyebrows. What's your? What, do you do you well, have? Any- I was thinking that I was thinking of Laura Croft as soon as we tar- started talking about uh, strong women because she's very strong, but like we said earlier, very overly sexualized. Yeah, and I remember when, uh, and it's funny to go back and look at the PlayStation 1 uh, Tomb Raider and say, <laughs> wow, people really thought that this, like, she's just real 
pointy looking. Look at you those know? polygons. <laughs> but, like, but, okay. but I remember playing that game and thinking, this is this generation's Indiana Jones. Right. Like, mm-hmm. she is clever and she is strong and, uh, and she's totally independent. You know, mm-hmm. she she's yeah. on this mission. She's all alone exploring this world, fighting raptors, f- fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the first one, dude. That was one of the greatest moments ever. I it doesn't even make sense, but it was wonderful. But then what happened when you watch the uh, the, the Tomb Raider movies? Mm-hmm. She uh, beat up Daniel Craig. But dude, but she, but first off, Angelina Jolie is is tough and scary in real life. But <laughs> they they Maleficent. they made her sort of like you know she had this this guy and there was sort of this default to a guy. I, I'll tell you one of the huge things, one of the greatest disappointments in video games and storytelling to me that I have ever experienced in my life, and this has been uh, very highly written about and spoken about, so I'm not bringing anything new to the party. Okay. But uh, I mentioned Samus Aran earlier. Yes. Oh, my God. Sam- okay, so you're ahead of me. <gasps> Samus Aran. Let, let, Wait, did, let me, let me take you guys. Something? Let me take you guys back to the, the game Metroid for the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Samus Aran was absolutely marketed as a man for that game. Oh yeah. yeah. If you read the original marketing materials, if you read even I think the instruction booklet, they refer to Samus Aran as a him. You know, he is like the bounty hunter, he is this and this and this. Okay. And um and what happens is at the end of the game, if you get the best ending, this didn't just happen if you beat Mother Brain. You had to get the best ending or beat the game at a certain time. No, or, it, was, it was a time. It, it was, was a time a, thing. Yeah. It usually is with Metroid. It was like if you could beat it in two hours. If you could beat Metroid, which nobody did. But if you got the best, best time, then yeah. you got the best ending, which <laughs> involved Samus Aran taking her helmet off and showing, ta-da, I was a girl the whole time. Oh, yeah. okay, then yeah. no, I'm, I'm mistaken. It's the second one. After you find out she's a girl the second game, if you beat it quickly, then she's like in her underwear at the oh, end. Of course, yeah. That's so I thought. That ha- I thought that happened in the first one. Well, that's... Uh, but the, the idea was she wasn't a girl the entire time you were playing the game. She was. Uh, you were playing as cool dude. It was like Mega Man. You were like cool space guy with a cannon for an arm. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like ta da! You were a girl the well, whole with time. With a name like Samus, it's. Uh, I didn't realize that Samus was a girl until I was fifteen because I never played the Metroid games. Somebody had to tell me that that was a girl. I was like. Well, what? That was, I was kind of the but that's cool. That's to me, neat. it's like, yeah. look, she's tough, she's strong, and it doesn't matter if she's a guy or a girl. Yeah, because she's she is she's defined by her actions, not by her gender, mm-hmm. which is very, which is why I think Samus Aran is one of my favorite. It's it's a wonderfully designed game. It, she's not in some kind of distress because she's a girl. Yeah. she's not like somehow got to be like over overly masculine because she you yeah. know like be, to to justify that she's a girl that can hold on uh, mm-hmm. you know against Metroids and aliens and stuff like that. Um, it's a really legitimizing character. Then they come out with this game, Metroid Other M, where they try to give her a backstory. And in the backstory, they create a love interest for her who's oh, sort wow. of like – yeah, stereotype. He, he, he's, he's like, you know, he's like the boss of the academy where she went to school and she's in love with him. And, uh, you know, she plays hard to get. And it, first off, Metroid Other M was such a, an abysmal game that should have been a, an amazing game. And the idea is this. She shows up to this mission that he's on because he she's got to save the day because they're, you know, flagging it pretty badly. Shows up in there. but be, And she, listen, in Metroid, you know, you kind of get stronger as you go. You unlock different powers and, un, uh, you know, different gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. She rolls up in there fully powered. She rolls up in there with all her weapons, all of oh, her man. gear. That's awesome. But because he tells her that she doesn't have clearance to use it. There's puzzles and things that you can't solve from the beginning of the game because he says, you can't use missiles until I tell you to. 
And because she's so, serious? I am That's not joking. Terrible. This part about the whole controversy, I did not hear about. And and, it, and you have this entire game. Talk about it. That you have this entire game where it's Samus Aran who, because of some you know fixated schoolgirl That's crush so in her past, becomes Ugh. totally. I'm going to say emasculated for a girl, but because her power, this great, amazing, powerful hero becomes neutered because she has to wait for this guy. That totally, like, disrespects the entire character. And that's why people, I think, had such a big problem with with Metroid Other M. Okay, I thought we were going to talk about Zero Suit Samus, which just angered me The one that she would would, would tell us about Zero Suit Samus. Oh, well, it's the Super Smash Brothers. Uh, option you yeah. can be regular Samus or Zero Suit Samus, which also doesn't. I don't know. Oh, whatever. It's it's her shoes know, don't make any sense. Feet don't look like that. She's, like she's she, completely. Uh, let me tell you that I was thinking about this the other day because they just came out with the new Amiibos uh, yes. a few days ago, and Zero Suit Samus was one of the ones that came out. And my son said, "Can I get Zero Suit Samus?" And I said, "No." no. I said no, and he's like, "Why? It looks pretty cool." I'm like, "I don't really uh, want to get in this whole conversation." Did you just Google it? I well, I did, but hey. I'm like, oh. Here's this cool space bounty hunter, awesome. But let's let, let's put her in a skin tight, you know, lycra bodysuit yeah. with I these feel, impossibly impractical high heels. I feel yeah, like the, those those cosplays make sense now. I was like, Who's oh, that's that? so wrong, man. I feel like okay, so there's like a school of people who think you know she wants to wear that. That's fine, but whatever. But I feel like this was a direct like downgrade of what Samus was all about. Like she didn't have to look like playboy bunny to be awesome like i feel like it wasn't necessary and the entire i it frustrates me because it just wasn't essential to her character at all and it doesn't further the story it doesn't make her any more interesting it's just fan service eye candy and i'm like well you say you say fan service and um and and there's there's a thing that i I didn't know about this i spoke last year at an anime or this year earlier this year at an anime convention and in kind of doing some research and talking to somebody i talked to uh, a friend of mine named tom crew who uh hosts he's he's just the expert on on so many things but he he knows so much about anime and he was telling me that there's a huge industry where they take these popular characters and they create uh, whether they're collectibles or art or different things like that, that hypersexualize these yeah. different characters. Now, I, I was talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion, which um, I, I didn't realize is a show that's about kids. They're 14-year-old kids. That's mm-hmm. the, the whole theme of their characters. My exposure to it had been through seeing these extremely like over like barely nude, like seductive poses of these female characters on there. And those are strong uh, very, very tough, very, uh, you know, intelligent, very uh, tenacious. They're survivors. These kids live in this post-apocalyptic world, and and, and they they and they're they're heroes. But uh, of course, they only become somehow relevant to us if they're scantily clad or yeah. you know got a towel draped around them or something like that. And yeah. these, okay. <sighs> It's funny because you know of all the people here. I mean, your your dollars that you spend on on the things that you're in uh, that are important to you, your games and things are just as spendable as mine are. Yeah, and it seems I like games too, guys. A, like, and I go listen. I go to the comic cons. I go to you know the, the different shows, and I I know that there's some girls out there that just like to have people look at them and they want to dress up in bikinis with a bat signal on. And I I get it. Yeah. Um, but there are, are girls that that really enjoy the, the the fantasy of comic books and video games. 
it's an Surprise, anime. Surprise, we like good stories too. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think I think that they're doing better. Uh, I, I think that they're I they're so. writing girls better in these stories. You you see even in, in Marvel right now um, that you got the next uh, Marvel show which is coming out, which is uh, Jessica Jones mm-hmm. uh, from you know AKA Jessica Jones, uh, which will be interesting to watch. And uh, in, in Agents of Shield, you've got some fantastic female lead characters like Melinda May. Melinda May, she's Ooh. awesome. Um, <laughs> and I just remembered her just now. <laughs> and, and the Marvel Universe has done pretty well. You know, Age of Ultron, I think, got a lot of um, a lot of flack for uh, you know Black Widow, and she's this really awesome, tough, super cool character. But somehow she's less because she can't have a baby, and you know, different things like that. Yeah, Peggy Carter too. Uh, you know, Peggy Carter was a was a great, fantastic character. So she's awesome. You know, they've done really yeah. good in the Marvel Universe. Meanwhile, uh, over at DC. Uh, we've got what Gal Gadot. We're waiting to see how that works out as as Wonder Woman. Gal we Gadot. still can't get a, a a superhero movie with a female in it. Uh, right now, our female superhero movies are entirely represented by Halle Berry's Catwoman and Jennifer Garner as Elektra. Yeah. Um, so, oh. boo. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I just bring that up. One of the things that I was thinking about uh, with this whole topic is, is Catwoman, but. Catwoman. Thankfully, not Halle Berry, but specifically to me is the Dark Knight Rises interpretation of Catwoman. Let, let me tell you about one of, one of my frustrations about Catwoman, because she, there was a game that came out uh, for the PlayStation, Batman Arkham City. Yes, great game. And it was a great game, and there was a, like a PlayStation exclusive thing where you could play as Catwoman or something like that. And I remember uh, there's there's a, a, a good friend of mine, I uh, have a daughter named Piper. And Piper, That's wonderful. Piper is Piper. You, you would love Piper. Piper <laughs> is Piper is great. Piper will play uh, Skyrim and walk Dude. around all day long. Yeah, yeah. Piper, Piper is Piper's awesome. a cool kid, man. You you would really cool. dig her the most. But uh, but Piper loved to go around and play as Catwoman. Now this was my problem because I don't remember there being an, an excessive amount of profanity or vulgarity in the game Batman until you played as Catwoman and the different criminals and street thugs would use totally crude vernacular uh, referring to Catwoman as, uh, you know, the, the, you know, blankety blank or, you know, come down here and all blankety blank and different things like that. And I don't they, remember and, that And it all. was totally unnecessary. Uh, I mean, I understand the idea that that's, you know, but, but I'm, I'm watching this little girl uh, play this game and enjoy playing as a strong female character. And I don't have a daughter, you know, I've, so I don't really intuitively understand that. But I'm watching her and going, it's a, it's a shame that she has to uh, endure crudity, extra crudity, just because she'd rather play as Catwoman than Batman. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're on a tangent. Catwoman. Yeah. So, I mean, specifically with the Dark Knight Rises one, I mean, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fanboy, so he gets a little bit of leeway with me. Uh, but one of the things, I just always thought she was kind of bad to the bone, and specifically in the scene a scene in the beginning when she kind of does her stops being a maid thing and when Bruce Wayne kind of figures her out to be a cat burglar and she's like oops and listen you, you know you want to hit a woman just like I want to hit a cripple and then knocks his cane over and knocks him down <laughs> there's that scene when she has the senator when she's yes, selling that, that's exact that's exactly where and, I, was, and she, I was going she to she flips the coin and oh. kind of she uses that stereotype of the poor defenseless woman to and, fool the cops to fool the cops like, and I, she that, that, that was that was the scene that made me want to think of her for this topic 
And just because she goes, not only that, but right before the cops come in, she's beating guys up, shooting guys with other guys, like without touching the gun, using the guy to shoot the other people and knocking this guy out and reloading the gun with the guy's hand that she had. It's, it's just great. And she's really intelligent. And then like later on, she goes and she has a redemption moment where she's not just going to think about herself. She's going to help save this city. And yes, spoilers, she does kind of go with the guy at the end, but not because she needs the guy. She doesn't need the guy. It's the fresh start. I, I think it's the fresh start for both of them. And I think, you know, he kind of needs her a little bit. Like she, she is a little bit more of the hero, not the hero of the story. Cause you know, it's Batman, but she's a hero in her own sense. She sacrifices her chance to get out of there and start anew to help this guy and help save a city. I think, I think the view of relationships is a big deal too, because I think that's a completely like, valid like it was a choice he, he didn't need to save her and you know she didn't fall for him because he was the hero it was like a a mature choice that they made like she didn't like their love interest wasn't the driving factor of her whole entire existence now now i'm you know i'm married i realize that nobody else here is married 50 percent of us aren't even dating but that's okay uh <laughs> neff is available ladies hey <laughs> um, and he's spitting game um, but uh the the idea of like when you're in a relationship that it somehow kind of completes you or give you purpose uh i think that like like one the, my opinion with with my wife was that i needed to be a whole person before uh, i was in a relationship with her and i needed her to be a whole person before she was in a relationship with me Brilliant. um the yeah the uh, <laughs> the tom cruises you know jerry Maguire's, you know you complete me Ooh. that sort of thing i, I listen i don't want a half person and i don't want a half you know, i don't want to be a half person um i need to be able to take care of myself um, I don't need to bring, and you know, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean my wife is perfect, but we bring a hundred percent of who we are, uh, which is why we're better together because we're not bringing a, a half a deal. Uh, my wife knows that there are certain things that, uh, that I know about. There are certain things that she's got to uh, let me do. Um, not necessarily because I'm the man, but because I am who I am in our relationship. And then there's certain things that I have to yield to her and she knows because not because she's the woman. It's not like, oh, who wears the pants in the family, which is a term that I truly loathe. Mm. Uh, but because there's certain moments when either out of respect or, or out of love or out of just I, I want to give my wife preference at this moment uh, and love her like the Bible says that, that Christ loves the church, you know, like I'm supposed to. Uh, right. that, that I'm going to put my wife first and I'm not going to treat her like a, a like property or like a second class citizen. Uh, now, now, look, I'm not trying to be like all, you know, this isn't the I am woman, hear me roar episode. Uh, you know, there are certain things that I, I believe <laughs> there are certain things that I believe that uh, that look, men are predisposed to be, you know, strong in certain areas. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't look there. There's some women that I wouldn't fight if you gave me money. But I know that across the board, men tend to be a little bit stronger. Uh, women tend to be a little bit more uh, nurturing and, and, and caring and, uh, you know, maybe thoughtful of others. Uh, men are very territorial and very possessive. So, I mean, and, th and that's that's stereotypical. But there's, you know, there's something to be said for stereotypes. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's stereotypical because it's part of it. It has to be typical. There's uh, a reason it, why it's a you know it's a mold. But I, I think that as as Christians, that we need to be very very careful. I, I've I've heard people sort of use the Bible to um, to say, that, well, you know, women need to a uh, woman's place is in the home, or you know, the the the, the old barefoot and pregnant line. And you know, I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I, I, I think that the Bible 
is somehow and frequently misrepresented when it comes to its stance on women. Um, for, for sure. For sure. And, and I will look at that real quick tonight and just, just pull out a couple different examples. Um, I've heard the argument that uh, the Bible creates and propagates a very negative uh, approach towards women. Um, and I, I try to think a little bit about some of the, the, the characters in the Bible, the people throughout the history uh, of the word that were um, that were negative characters that were that were women. Uh, obviously coming to mind is Jezebel. But she mm. kicked butt. Like there's a reason why she was terrifying it was because she was so like powerful and scary. Do you think that she was villainized because of her power or do you think that she like that could that power have been used for good? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like was she villainized because like we don't like strong women or was she villainized because there was a wickedness there? No, she was evil. No, she was straight up. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think like, no, I don't think she was villainized because she was powerful. Like, there was something she was seriously wrong with that woman. <laughs> she she was wicked on top of wicked. Yeah. Uh, Delilah's another one. Uh, and, you you know, you you seen the, the, you heard the story of Samson, you know, and she's oh. trying to trap him. She's trying to trick oh, him. yeah. You know, but, but the story about Delilah isn't, it's not even just about, like, her wickedness as much as it is about Samson's wickedness. Uh, and, and I think that, that doesn't minimize her role in the story, but the, but the thing is, because of Samson's willingness to compromise, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- you'll you'll find something to fit your your heart's desire. Yeah. And uh, you know, like people always say, you know, oh, I want to go to a Christian school because you know it's harder to sin at a Christian school or something like that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I know people if, who've gone to Christian you, school. If you want something bad enough, you'll find it wherever. And that's you what are. I'm saying. If you yeah. want, if you want to be in, a, if you want to find the sin, you're going to find it wherever you are. If you want to find oh, yeah. uh, God's people, you're going to find God's people where, wherever you are. So, yeah. uh, and I think that Samson had a bent in his heart towards towards wickedness. And uh, if you open the door, something's gonna something's gonna fill that void. Um, but we, you know, there, there's there's even um, Potiphar's wife. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. come come oh, lay with yeah. me, boy. Listen, and he refuses, and she's like, "Oh, look, he did it anyway." So she's not only immoral, uh, but she's dominating, and then she's a liar as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, but she was like, even though these women were wrong, like I'm not trying to say that you know, oh well, they could do what they want. Like, no, they were wrong, but they're very smart about their like they were very clever, and like even God's. Like, the women in God's, the story God's telling us, even when they're bad, they're still intelligent. Yeah. You know, they're not stupid bimbos that just kind of go around, you know, seduct, seducing people. Like, they were extremely intelligent about what they did. So well, you, well, you look, a lot of times people play up Eve in the Garden of Eden as yeah. being a stupid bimbo, as you said. Right, right. You know, like, she was just like, oh, gosh, I guess I'll eat the fruit. Yeah. But now the Bible says, and, and I may be remembering correctly, I don't know, my Bible within reach here, but uh, is it Genesis chapter 3 when it starts out? And it mm-hmm. says, now the serpent was the most subtle of all the creatures of the field. You know, like, so So the serpent, first off, we, we established that the serpent's tricky. He had to be smart. To, he was he was smart to, to beat. To be Eve, yeah. I guess. Now, this was an yeah. unschooled. You know, we don't know how old she was. She might have been, you know, two. Right. You know, we don't, yeah. We don't know. He might have been beating a toddler. Right, here. for sure. Uh, but he, he, he tricked her into, uh, but but here's the deal. We pin this on Eve and we say it's a woman's fault. You know, hey, and even the Bible does later on say for it was, you know, Adam was formed first. And, and what is, is it First Timothy? I suffer a woman not to, to learn in silence and not assert authority over a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, for it was Adam who was first formed, then Eve, and it was Eve who was deceived. Uh, yeah. A little, little bit harsh there. When, when that is being written, though, it's being written to a specific group of people, 
uh, a very specific group of people, not even Christians in general, not even Christians of that age, but a particular church that had uh, a certain problem that needed to be rectified and taken care of. Um, but Eve is not portrayed as a fool. Uh, in fact, if it's anything else, Adam would be portrayed as the fool because the Bible says that Adam was there and he saw what was going on and uh, he still allowed it to happen. Um, he was the one who was like, oh, gore, sure, let's just do that. Yeah, and Adam was given, Adam was the one that was kind of like left in charge there, but, you know, he fell for yeah. it too. I mean, when God questioned them, he didn't question Eve, he questioned Adam, and then Adam threw Eve right under the bus. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it wasn't me, it was this woman that you gave me. Yeah, ah. he totally threw both under the bus. But in the Bible, and and you have to think about this, we, we see this now through the lenses of uh, popular culture where we have Samus Aran and we have Laura Croft and we have Catwoman and we have Wonder Woman and we have uh, Zelda <laughs> Princess Zelda um, you know and we have all these these fantastic and strong characters the Bible is an ancient Middle Eastern story uh, ancient times not being the time where women were somehow you know afforded uh, rights or, or integrity or, or uh, much of anything much of anything <laughs> yeah. uh, and certainly not uh, in the Middle East where even you know today the natural inclination is to um, to, to keep uh, to, to oppress and to uh, to to keep women at a second class uh, position but when you look in the Bible and you see characters like Hannah a woman who and you know you, you might play the card of oh you know she wanted to have a, a child and that was sort of you know her identity and things like that but you know what i don't think it somehow makes you weaker if you want to have a child yeah uh, you know they're... moms are like super people yeah like, definitely okay good moms are super people good moms are super people shout out to all the moms out there <laughs> yeah man hey <laughs> hi mom like the fact hi. that she is wanted your mom to... listening right now i i hope so i love you <laughs> <laughs> my mom listens but but hannah like, man hannah went went and 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 sought the lord uh, i mean she got down and got got busy fighting for for her miracle uh, so much so that like you got the priest in there and he's like man this woman's drunk or she crazy one yeah but god heard her and god gave her favor look don't take for granted when god shows up and he's like yeah i heard you it's all good i got you like that's pretty that's pretty special mm -hmm. uh god her heart resonated with god and 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 a response was given, a favorable response. Yeah. Um, Esther. Uh, oh yeah. Esther was really cool. That's a good story. Yeah, and you know, you, you you can diminish it to say, well, she's the pretty girl. She's the you know the beauty queen of the Bible. But she was still really smart and tough and and yeah. tenacious and, and faithful, brave. Yeah. And you yeah. can be pretty and those things. You like, can be. She wasn't defined. It certainly helped, but God made her pretty for a reason. Like for such a time as this, yeah. shall you be attractive? I guess. Exactly. I don't. I'm, uh, look, he got. I wish but God he would tell me you that. say, well, yeah, but she had to get favor with the king. Like you know, it's the the power is still in the man's. Well, I mean, that's the that's where they lived. Yeah, I mean, hey Esther, if you want to wait around three thousand years until sure. you, you know you get a vote, then right. But your people will be dead by then. Right. Mm. You know, she had to. She she successfully intelligently played to the social constructs of her time correct she she didn't have to she didn't have to burn things in protest to to get to where she needed to be she was smart and and mature and demure about how she went about uh her mission for lack of a 
more accurate. Yeah, and but you know, but the 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 New Testament too. Uh, you know, you got uh, Tabitha, you know, Dorcas. Uh, you have Priscilla. These are women that the Apostle Paul like speaks very highly of their faith. When he was talking about Timothy, he's like, "Look, your mom, your grandma brought you up in the right way." You know, he was speaking highly, favorably. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. shout outs to all the moms. There's shout outs out there, to like... all the moms out there to the women of faith. Yeah, uh, man, dude, think about the the women that found Jesus at the tomb. Now they were doing girly things, but that is who God first revealed the greatest moment in the history of the universe to. That makes me smile. (laughs) Of all the ways, Jesus on a white horse, Jesus on a rocket ship, Jesus on a hoverboard, of all the ways that Jesus (laughs) Jesus could have come into the world, Jesus came in a vulnerable position as a baby, totally 100% dependent on a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blessed are you, Mary. Highly favored among women. Yeah. What? It wasn't just some Randy I'm that he found. It was, <laughs> I'm just saying. It was like the Lord The Lord sought after Mary. Of all the human beings in the Bible, the most favored person was a woman. A 13-year-old. A teenage you know, girl. Like yeah. a little, she was little. I'm and, just, she, and she didn't even have, if I'm not mistaken, she didn't have any kind of like royal... Heritage. No, she, she was, was a girl from the the, the hillbilly sticks, man. Yeah. She's you know from Bethlehem, you know, and 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 I and I love her faithfulness. I love how look. First off, it's like I'm going to put my baby in you. You know, I'm God. You She's know, like, oh, the okay. angel appears and he's like, don't be afraid. You know, the angel appears, which is terrifying. People like you know fall on their face, and and what's her response when he says, here's this horrible, terrifying, you know, life changing, universe splitting thing that's going to happen to you. She said, let it be to me as you have said. You know, it's like Mary just said, I'm okay. If it's God, I'm about it. And she was thoughtful. Like, like, after any sort of storytelling of when Jesus was a child, it always ends with, and Mary kept all these things. She pondered these things in her heart. heart. Like, she was paying attention, and she was learning and, and... and thinking, and I'm sure she was praying, and like I don't know. She and now she knew like, who he was. She knew who her yeah. son was because yeah. she knew who her baby daddy was. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. exactly. And and there's a certain. It goes back to even like what Hannah said. You know, and mm-hmm. when Hannah, I'm gonna believe you for a son, and when he's born, I'm giving him back to you. Right. Um, uh, man, that's there. You can put all of the GI Joes. You can put all of the Masters of the Universe. You can put the Avengers. You can put the X Men. You can put uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. Shoulder to shoulder, and I don't see anybody who demonstrates the kind of strength, the kind of love, the kind of heroism that Mary shows. In fact, you know, this is something that I, I just I just learned. Um, I don't read the Quran very often because I'm not a Muslim. Uh, but uh, in, in some research, I found out that in the Quran, there there are no women named in the Quran. No women are 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 identified by name in the Quran. Except for Mary, really? mother of Mary, Jesus. Um, Mary, mother of Jesus, is the only woman named, identified by name in the Quran. Now, compare that. Now, the Quran was written in like 600 AD. Uh, uh, but but compare that with the Bible that was written. You know, the last book of the Bible would have been written, you know, more than 500 years before that. Yeah. Um, thousand years before that. And you've got, I mean, just... Go down the list of of amazing Ruth, women in the Bible. Naomi, you get Sarah. Sarah. But but, you, but go through. But, you 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 got. I mean, you have all these different. I mean, um, Rachel and Leah. I mean, hey, one of them was ugly, and she's still all right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, Ruth. She's still and Naomi. Yeah. Rahab. 
was a prostitute, and she was still listed as a hero of the faith. Well, what about Deborah? You, know, you guys know the story of Deborah from the book of Judges? This is like... Remind me. Oh, I, let me remind you, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Refresh me. De- okay, now the judges are... There's You got God's people, and, and there arose a generation again that knew not God. So, like, God's people, and, and they're happens. fine They're fine for a minute, and then, I don't know, like, the something cools off in their hearts, and they just start worshiping these idols again. And it happens generation after generation after generation. And you're like, oh my goodness, like, what is wrong with... With you people, like why are you, why are you like this? So God would raise up a, a, a judge, and it's not like a judge, like you know, Judge Judy, or you know, it's not like the people's You'll court. Take, huh? Yeah, uh, the, these judges were sort of the generals. They were the the heroes. They were uh, the Avengers of the faith uh, for that day. And you got all these great judges, all these different people. But, that, you know, they're all imperfect. They're all you know, you got um, uh, Gideon, and you got. Uh, Samson, and you know you have these others, and they, and they, they you know they bring some heroism to it, but they also kind of bring some imperfection. But there's one judge that really stands out in particular. Her name is her name. Her name <laughs> is Deborah. Now I need you, that's so important because we're talking about the mighty general. We're talking about a hero. So, this is the Aowen of the Bible. Yes. You know, this ain't little Debbie. It's Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> and Deborah uh, steps up as as a military commander in Israel. That's awesome. And there, there's this huge huge battle that's going on and and Israel because they're always outnumbered uh you know they're outnumbered and things are really bad you can find this in the book of, of judges um it, actually in chapter chapter 4 and 5 i think chapter 5 kind of gives you a little bit more detail it's the the song of deborah but um so this is what happens uh Deborah is is a judge of Israel. She's a prophetess. Uh, she's a speaker of wisdom but war comes and 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 the Israelites are because this is the way it always is. They're badly equipped. They're they're badly outnumbered. And Deborah steps up and she she leads the troops to like this. Re- I mean, it's it's an absolute um, real you know facing the giants kind of situation. Um, that's so cool. You find out that whenever they're outnumbered, that's when God's glory really shines through. Doesn't sure, it? sure. But God uses Deborah to do this again. Who is a woman in the Old Testament in the Middle East? Uh, leading the people, and you know, she she chooses the most able military general. She tells him what to do. She calls the shots on the field. Uh, so Deborah tricks the bad guys here into driving their their heavy metal chariots into the mud. Uh-huh. She tricks them into going into this marshy Let land, and they get you know they get all all stuck and bogged down. They can't really move. And while they're like you know. Duh, here we here we are in the middle of the mud here. The archers just come out and just begin picking them off one That's by one so by cool. one. Yeah. And and basically the, the, the bad guys were just sent sent running. I mean their troops are slaughtered, the Israelites are, you know, hooray, we saved the day. And uh, the, the so the, and and this is actually kinda cool because the enemy general is, is a guy named uh, Sisera. And Sisera, you know, he freaks out and he runs and he goes flying off and, and, and he, as he goes to escape, he actually ends up at this this camp looking for a place to hide and he comes across a, a lady a young lady um whose name is jl uh jl is uh she she's like oh no no, come on come on you can hide in here so she takes him into her tent and she lets him hide in there you know because she's helping him out she feeds him and she keeps him locked away is this is this the lady who used like the bible says 
she used her like womanly wiles, but it wasn't yeah, seductive. She put, it she was put, like this, she put his head in her lap and like, she sings him to sleep. Yeah. And when he falls asleep, she goes and grabs a tent peg and spikes his head to the ground. <laughs> God, Boom! God took him to jail. Boom. She takes a tent peg and she drives it through the side of his head, and she's just like, "Oh, by the way." That's what's up with you being an enemy of God. Peace out. That's the jail. Jail out. (laughs) He'll never be the head of another army now. So it's important to understand that God can take these, uh, you know, these these women, these these awesome, awesome ladies, and use them for great things. And I think that what happens is we see that it's not just about you know male or female, but we see over and over and over again that that God uses the foolish things to to overcome the wise. That God uses the gift of of the widow with two mites uh, to show an example of holiness and generosity against uh, the the rich and the wealthy. That God will always use someone that you don't suspect. He'll he'll find strength in something that seems uh, weak. That he'll find uh, you know ways to get his glory out of the things that you least suspect. So if you're a woman and you feel like somehow you know over overshadowed or overpowered, if you're if you're a kid, a young person, and you feel like uh, no one wants to hear your voice because you you know you haven't paid your dues yet, um, you know if you if you've ever felt the sting of being a minority, uh, whatever it might be. God has a purpose and a plan, and He can use each and every single one of us. Uh, we are made in His image, uh, whether you're a male or a female. We are, are are blessed with His favor. We are redeemed by the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. And God can use absolutely anybody. The Bible says that God is not a respecter of person. So whoever you are, whatever your background, if you yield yourself to Him, uh, God can use you to be a great hero of the faith. So, mad respect for all the ladies out there. Uh, that's all for us for the Nerd of Godcast. So, producer Steve-O. See you guys. The lovely Tori. Bye. The big man, Quentin Neff. See you later. My name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but, but we, we can't can stay here. Peace out. Hi there, welcome to our post credit sequence. Thank you for hanging around till after the outro music. Um, you know, normally we have a little moment of inspiration here. We tell you a little bit about uh, what's coming up, or we'll, I don't know, just kind of do an improvisational uh, acapella version of our theme song. Uh, yeah. But today we want to we want to bless you guys with just a, a real quick shout out to somebody really awesome. Uh, check him out online. It's at Big Al Cherry. Uh, he's got a song that we're uh, we're big fans of from back in the day, and we hope that you like it. Uh, we remember that uh, there's all this talk these days about the end of the world and blood moons, and uh, you know the, the apocalypse is nigh. And uh, man, whether it's uh, going to happen today, tomorrow, this month, next month, or in a hundred years, uh, God has given us a promise that just as Jesus arrived in this world, just as he gave his life on the cross and on the third day he rose again, uh, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and one day he is coming back, man. So listen to this song, and uh, we thank you so much. Big shout out to uh, Big Al Cherry, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for being a fan of the Nerd of God Castle. Love you guys. Take a listen. Hold on.
Yo, I'm not the gay crusader, but I'm a demon slayer. You jealous of my floating homie, you's a player hater. So holla at me later, I'll bring my lightsaber. Cause I'm skilled with my weapons, so call me Darth Vader. Better check your elevator, or check your escalator. Make sure you ride to the sky, or call your operator. Cause he's really coming in the blinking of an eye. And you won't have another time to ask the question why. Did I get it right? Better get your house in order, better get your mind right Now I ain't Superman, but I'm really gonna take flight Like a thief in the night, he's gonna crack the sky You better get it right, because he's really coming Hackman Don't you really know the Lord is coming Hackman You better tell your neighbor that he's coming Hackman You better tell your mama that he's coming Hackman Everybody let me hear you say it Hackman He's coming Hackman Now I don't know if you're thinking this is a game, but we're in the finals like the Mavs in the heat. What? The only difference is this is not a team game. I gotta play like Kobe, half man and half insane. You gotta want this, you gotta wanna make it. If you got issues in your life, you gotta wanna shake it. But you ain't gotta wanna break it, but homie you can't fake it. If the devil stole your future, better go and take it. Cause he's coming back. And you want to ride. Better get your house in order. Better get your mind right. Now I ain't Superman, but I'm really gonna take flight. Like a thief in the night, he's gonna crack the sky. You better get it right because he's really coming. Hackman, don't you really know the Lord is coming? Hackman, you better tell your neighbor that he's coming. Hackman, you better tell your mama that he's coming. Hackman, everybody let me hear you say it. Hackman, he's coming. I got my ticket to ride to the other side where the Lord lives and the angels abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Walking the golden streets, can't you picture it? Jesus and me, we just chilling in my mansion while laying by the gates. If you ain't got no mansion, then homie, don't hate. Cause he promised me a house not made with human hands. He even promised me a lot for all of my fans. And y'all better make it in too. Let's go. Better get your house in order, better get your mind right. Now I ain't Superman, but I'm really gonna take flight. Like a thief in the night, he's gonna crack the sky. You better get it right because he's really coming. Hackman, don't you really know the Lord is coming? Hackman, you better tell your neighbor that he's coming. Hackman, you better tell your mama that he's coming. Hackman, everybody let me hear you say it. Hackman, he's coming. Hackman, he's coming. Hackman, so you better get your house in order. Oh.